just to use a very classic analogy, when we think about the transition, the discrete nonlinear phase shift transition from caterpillar to butterfly, it goes through a liminal phase, right, which is the chrysalis. And the caterpillar doesn't just like lose weight and grow wings. The caterpillar actually goes through a, a very complete dissolution process. And then the amino acids are re-sequenced by a second set of DNA. Butterfly DNA, caterpillar DNA, two different um, code bases. And so we can really see that the caterpillar's job was it, it had a developmental phase where it was basically defined by net growth and consumption unrenewably, gathering the parts necessary to then be reassembled foundationally into a different code that was not about net growth and consumption in the same way. If the caterpillar didn't go through that phase shift, it would eat itself into extinction. So if you plotted those curves, you would say it eats itself into extinction. But of course, as the blood starts getting rich enough to be able to you know, go into the chrysalis, you start getting the first imaginal cells kicking in, which of course the caterpillar body attacks as foreign invaders but then they start to proliferate more, triggers the movement into the chrysalis, dissolution of the caterpillar, recoding. So this, and, and then just to complete that story, the butterfly is actually pollinating the plants that the caterpillar decimated, but across these vast ecosystem spaces that helps the evolution of the whole thing, right? So you get what was net un unsustainable, devastating, uh, based on growth and consumption, was actually a developmental phase of something that's helping the evolution of all those systems. So if we th think about developmental phases, the 40 weeks of a baby in utero, if, if it continued, would kill itself and the mom. And the the phase shift of leave the birth canal umbilical cord cut is not predicted by the 40 weeks before if you didn't know that thing was going to happen right the the same is true of a chicken inside of an eggshell so you have all of these discrete phase shifts associated with developmental phases and i think it's fair to look at humanity as being in a developmental phase defined by net growth and consumption of the technological and scientific and you know etc capacities that are necessary and and it was win-lose game theory and capitalism and the military industrial complex that got us those but now it self-terminates if you keep it in that phase just like the caterpillar or the in utero baby but you can then and what the interesting thing is if the baby comes out too early it dies but if it if it stayed in later it would die it is there's a very kind of tuned window where it both has to shift and can right it didn't have the capacity to before all of the developmental phases are defined by that so the kind of economics that is necessary for a distributed exponential tech world is not Marxism, is not capitalism, is not any version of capitalism, not socialism or fascism. It's a fundamentally new shit that we couldn't have even thought of before because we didn't have the tech necessary to mediate it. And so, you know, if you have shitty jobs that nobody really wants to spend their life doing that a civilization needs you have to figure out how do you force people to spend a lot of their life doing the shitty jobs so you either give everybody you know, meet everyone's needs as a state in a communist way and then the state has to force people to do the shitty jobs so it's imperial and we don't like it or you let the free market force them which is if they don't do the jobs they starve um but as soon as technological automation starts replacing the shitty jobs and it's non-sentient doers of those things, the need for extrinsic control, extrinsic incentive of all the humans goes away. And it's a foundational axiom of every economic theory so far. Our ability to actually build prototypes of civilization that have fundamentally new forms of economics and governance 
and infrastructure, right? Integrated complex system that have necessary and sufficient criteria for complexity that basically um, outcompete the current world systems comprehensively because the increased coherence of those systems makes a lot less resource per capita create higher quality of life output across the entire set of things that we would consider. And so here's the real funny irony is that the omni win-win system actually outcompetes the win-lose system while obsoleting win-lose dynamics itself. And that is the transcendence of the win-lose phase into the omni-win-win phase because in the win-lose phase you get a fractal win-lose defect process where I'm supposed to cooperate with these guys on my team to compete with the other side but the the competitive mindset has gone at such that even though CIA and NSA and FBI are on the same team called the United States are all competing with each other yeah. and then different departments within are competing with each other and then different people are and as a result you're actually getting fractal decoherence everywhere which means radical inefficiencies right and the best things that could be built won't be because the IP is separated by separate companies that are competing with each other so they can't synthesize the knowledge and because information equals competitive advantage we hide the information and then intentionally disinform others. So then we live in a world where there's so much disinformation, you can't parse signal from noise. That is the decay of this system, fractal decoherence and disinformation that will make it possible for another system to actually radically outcompete it if it gets coherence down. And coherence actually does mean not win-lose dynamics within that system. So, the social media kind of uh, and, and algorithmic bias kind of thing, the uh, radical asymmetric information warfare, the lack of kind of information broadcast controls, uh, combined with the increase in narrative and info warfare, combined with the actual complexity of the problems, all of that is unique to the current situation. That the no. You know, Machiavelli didn't have to deal with these things as much as he had to deal with. Sun Tzu didn't have to deal with these things. And so uh, when we think about how do we solve any problems, the first thing we should be thinking is how do we understand the problems well enough to come up with good solutions? How do we make, those good, make sure those good solutions don't cause other problems so that we don't cause problems and so that other people who notice they cause problems don't resist the thing we're trying to do. So how do we come up with good solutions to the problem and the larger context of things that matter? And how do we sh make sure that enough of the world is in conversation of the right type and understanding in the right way that there's support for that? That should be the background of whether I care about social justice or the environment or wealth inequality, I should care about this as the basis for the possibility of effectiveness towards it. And so then we have to say, given these things that are messing up sense-making, what would it take to start to correct them? <laughs>